You're listening to the CryptoCast Podcast. Welcome to the Crypto and Blockchain Talk. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hola. Hello. Namaste. Nihau. Hello. Salut. Yassas. Salve. Ciao. Bonjour. Our podcast talks about the latest trends in the worlds of cryptocurrencies and the blockchain. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Crypto and Blockchain Talk. This week, we're going to be talking about the Ethereum hard fork being delayed. But what does this all mean? So the core developers of Ethereum have called for a delay in the activation of Constantinople just hours before the long-awaited hard fork was scheduled to go live for Ethereum, who, by the way, are the third largest cryptocurrency in the marketplace, at least at this time. The fork had been scheduled to go live at block 7080000 on January 16th, but the last block that was processed by the network at the time of this broadcast was 7075654. And if you Google Ethereum's block nodes, you'll be able to see when this broadcast was recorded. The reason they decided to postpone the hard fork was that the security researchers identified a potential vulnerability in one of the software upgrades. They stated in a public release that security researchers, namely Chain Security and Trail of Bits, are running an analysis across the entire blockchain. And although they did not find any further cases of this vulnerability, there is still a non-zero risk that some contracts could be affected. And because the risk is non-zero, a decision was reached to postpone the fork. It's that simple. But what is a hard fork? And what the heck does Constantinople have anything to do with it? And what is just going on here in general? So let's break it down. A fork is a change to a blockchain protocol. And there are two types, a soft fork and a hard fork. Soft forks are backward compatible, meaning that nodes within a network can still be recognized by newly coded blocks implemented by the soft fork. A hard fork, on the other hand, is not backward compatible, and newly created blocks cannot be recognized by the network's native nodes, which means that a new network will have to be created to cater to the new blocks using an updated protocol. A prime example of a hard fork is the creation of Bitcoin Cash in the wake of the Bitcoin hard fork of 2017. And if you would like to know more information about that, we actually have a podcast, which is the Crypto and Blockchain Talk episode 31, and you can learn about the Bitcoin hard fork. The main goal of the Constantinople fork is to ease the future transition of Ethereum from the proof of work mechanism to proof of stake making savings on costs and increasing the efficiency of the network. Why call it Constantinople? I have some guesses, but in history, Constantinople was the Eastern capital of the Roman Empire and famous for its Byzantine fortifications. But the city fell to the Ottomans after a 53 day siege in 1453. Hopefully, the wise men at Ethereum did not take inspiration from this historical yet gruesome moment of the downfall of a great city, or even consider it an omen. 
Originally scheduled for January 16th, the Constantinople Fork is non-contentious, meaning it was accepted by the majority of the Ethereum community. In contrast, Bitcoin's hard fork of 2017 was contentious, meaning there were disputes and arguments in the cryptocurrency's own community. Some people believe Bitcoin's network was no longer sustainable, or they just wanted to make money off of Bitcoin's name, and a new network was created, causing the development of Bitcoin Cash. And they weren't the only ones to fork off of the main Bitcoin or the original Bitcoin blockchain. Support has extended past communities as major exchanges and trading platforms have expressed their support for the Constantinople fork and have prepared all of the technical requirements needed to adapt to the update. Coinbase and Kraken confirmed their support for Ethereum's Constantinople hard fork, along with four other exchanges publicly on Twitter on January 14th. Constantinople marks a milestone for Ethereum's network, with developers planning to migrate it, of course, from this proof-of-work to a proof-of-stake algorithm. And this hard fork is a major step in Ethereum's full transformation and includes a number of technical improvements. Constantinople will bring about five major changes to the Ethereum network through Ethereum Improvement Proposals, or EIPs. Most of the EIPs cut costs and increase efficiency, while EIP 1234 will most heavily affect current miners of Ethereum. But let's go over all of these EIPs now. EIP 1283 proposes net gas metering, allowing for new usages for contract storage while reducing gas consumption on the network. According to the statement given to explain the delay in Constantinople's release, the potential vulnerability stemmed from EIP 1283, which introduces a cheaper gas cost for contract storage, or store operations, and that's store with two S's. EIP 1283 makes it possible for multiple updates to use the same storage slot within a transaction. So in essence, EIP 1283 is intended to lower transaction costs. Researchers believe that it is possible that if EIP 1283 had been activated, some smart contracts that are already running on Ethereum could have become vulnerable to re-entrancy attacks, or attacks that allow a malicious user to drain Ethereum from a payment channel. For those of you who wish to read more, Chain Security has published a thorough explanation of the potential vulnerability, so feel free to Google this. The next EIP is 1234, arguably the most important aspect of the update. EIP 1234, or 1234, is intended to mitigate the upcoming change from Proof-of-Work, or POW, to Proof-of-Stake, or POS, permanently reducing the Ethereum block reward by 33%, or from 3 Ethereum per block to 2 Ethereum over a 12-month time frame. It will also delay the difficulty bomb, which basically increases the difficulty of mining, making it less profitable in the process. So to reiterate, EIP 1234 adjusts the block reward and delays the difficulty bomb. 
This was done to successfully buy more time until the proof of stake or POS is implemented with Casper by extending the difficulty for a further 12 months to prevent the current blockchain freezing. We are not talking about Casper the friendly ghost. Casper is a hybrid proof of work, proof of stake consensus mechanism, which Ethereum is looking to launch at some time in the near future. For more information on algorithms and what proof of work and proof of stake are, please listen to episode 13 of Crypto and Blockchain Talk, Blockchains and Algorithms. Next, there is EIP-145, which introduces bitwise shifting to the Ethereum network by reducing gas consumption. Bitwise shifting moves each digit in a numbers binary representation, left or right, and the last bit in the direction of the shift is lost, and two zeros is inserted at the other end. As transactions use less gas with EIP-145, smart contracts will run in a cheaper and more efficient manner. Then there is EIP-1052, which allows smart contracts to verify the code of another smart contract more efficiently by using hash verification to speed up interactions between smart contracts. Again, EIP-1052's new smart contract code verification improvements make on-chain operations easier and more gas efficient. Lastly, EIP-1014 is a performance upgrade that allows interactions for addresses that are off-chain. EIP-1014 adds something called state channels to the network, which is similar to Bitcoin's Lightning Network. So EIP-1014 allows for transactions to be settled off-chain or away from the blockchain, thereby improving the number of transactions per second or TPS. And that is it for all of the Ethereum Improvement Proposals or EIPs. If the Constantinople update had been activated in the Ethereum network, it would have required a mandatory implementation for all Ethereum software users, as it is a hard fork. If it were a soft fork, this would not be the case due to backward compatibility. Due to Constantinople's delay, Ethereum full node operators must either upgrade to an emergency software version or downgrade to a pre-fork release to avoid becoming disconnected from the network. This means that cryptocurrency exchanges, miners, and other node operators must upgrade to emergency versions or downgrade to the previous pre-fork release. Failing to upgrade a node will cause disconnection from the main Ethereum network since the Constantinople fork software is not compatible with previous versions. Ethereum users who do not run full nodes do not need to take any action and their wallets remain secure. This is important to be aware of because it is likely that scammers will try to take advantage of the situation and con crypto holders out of their funds. There is no new fork date announced, but the community are looking forward to the impending activation of Constantinople with its number of upgrades to the cryptocurrencies protocol. This update is just a stepping stone for Ethereum to expand their network while increasing efficiency. Although Ethereum's value has been all over the place, especially in the time surrounding the Constantinople deployment 
or the original scheduling of, many experts are predicting a strong rise for the cryptocurrency in 2019. Compared to the other blockchains out there, Ethereum has many uses and is used by more and more companies who are using decentralized cloud-based applications, which are slated to increase in 2019. Constantinople is one of the welcome upgrades that the Ethereum development team have taken on to ensure its longevity. And it is important that the Constantinople fork is done right. If the 51% attack on Ethereum Classic has taught us anything, it is that it is essential to keep the blockchain safe. If a delay is needed to make sure everything is the way it needs to be, it is welcomed. You only get one chance in making this right. Before I sign this podcast off, I thought I would just do a little roundup of what Ethereum is for the very new people. Ethereum is one of the top cryptocurrencies proposed by Vitalik Buterin in 2013 as the next step in cryptocurrencies and blockchain. Ethereum is a blockchain-based, open-source smart contract platform. While the early cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin only had one functionality, which were P2P payments, Ethereum allows users to create smart contracts, issue their own tokens, and run decentralized apps, or dApps, making it possible to do a lot more things on the blockchain than ever before. Ethereum's open source nature means that anyone can take the source code and build off of it. Smart contracts are basically programs that run on the blockchain and they make it possible for people to issue their own cryptocurrencies, launch ICOs or initial coin offerings or token generation events or whatever three letters you want to use, and create apps that run on the blockchain and even automate companies capable of functioning without human intervention. Ethereum transactions use gas, which is a fee that is added to the transaction. Gas is not a separate token that is used to pay the fee, but instead the fee is paid in Ethereum and calculated by multiplying gas limit and gas price. This keeps the mining operations profitable to miners at all times and keeps the network stable. Gas price determines how quickly your transaction is included in a block. Higher gas prices ensure a faster transaction, while lower gas prices saves you some money, but it is added to a block much slower. Other interesting tidbits about Ethereum are that Ethereum is the most popular platform for launching ICOs, and around 50% of the ICOs are run on Ethereum. These tokens are created on the ERC-20 protocol, and thus are often called ERC-20 tokens. In addition, Ethereum uses proof-of-work consensus algorithm at the moment, which are computers that use extensive computer power to validate the transactions, in other words, mining. But it is planning on moving to this proof-of-stake algorithm called Casper, where transactions are validated not by using computing power, but by having a stake in the system in the way of tokens. I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Crypto and Blockchain Talk, and please leave us comments in Twitter and Facebook, hopefully really nice ones. We would love to hear from you, so if you have any requests for topics, please email us at education at SavvyDigital.com. That's education at S-A-V-I-I digital.com. Don't forget to tell your friends that you can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbeam. And again, thank you for listening, and tune in again next week for the latest topic in crypto and blockchain. Bye!
Thanks for listening to the CryptoCast podcast. Stay tuned in for more episodes.